This episode is brought to you by Meow Wolf. Manifest unique family memories at Meow Wolf Denver. Quantum travel is the most comfortable way for Earthers of all ages to explore a playground of imagination. And why visit just once when this immersive experience reshapes every time you enter? C Street is my favorite because C Street has this vibe of like 80s dystopian. There's like slime coming down the walls and there's weird posters. And then of course, the secret club. With the annual Portal Pass, drop by Convergence Station as much as you want for less than the cost of two adult tickets. So if you plan to go twice, it's worth it. Plus, enjoy discounts, special offers, and so much more. Get the annual Portal Pass and spend quality space time with your favorite Earthers today. Learn more at MeowWolf.com. That's MeowWolf.com. Today on CityCast Denver. The Nuggets are crushing it this season, but as they enter the Western Conference Finals at number one, many Denver fans still can't watch the team on TV. I knew exactly the person to ask about this sports fan's conundrum, an extra special guest who comes straight out of the North Side. Plus, we're joined by one of our Friday favorites and fellow Northsider to discuss why she cheers for any Colorado team, no matter how they're doing. Today is Friday, April 14th. I'm Bree Davies, and here's what Denver's talking about. Welcome back to CityCast Denver, the show about the city that is no longer the weed capital of the U.S. Portland has taken our crown. <laughs> Justine, does this matter to you at all? Of course it's Portland. I knew <laughs> Stealing our thunder. <laughs> Whatever. I was never really totally on board with the, the way legalization happened. So whatever. Oh my God. This is what it I'm needs t- to be you, legalized nationally. You, we can't not talk about politics when you're in this room. <laughs> That's what I love. Uh, Vic, does that matter to you at all? I agree with her. hundred <laughs> percent for various reasons. I have no problem with weed whatsoever, but the way it was thrust upon us as a community, I think it it gave us a um a stigma for a while mm, in Denver. That's a really everywhere great point. I went in sports, oh, you're from the weed city. Oh. And it just I, it wasn't fair. Yeah. I didn't like that stigma. Yeah. Not that again, you can say what you want about weed. I just didn't like the stigma that was attached to it at the time. I didn't think about that, but that's such a great point because 10 years ago it was a way different conversation. Of course it was. And then somewhere like, you know, the arena of sports where we are looking at every single thing that a player is doing with their bodies. Sure. Well, suddenly uh, professional athletes from other cities love coming to road trips to Denver. (laughs) It was a place to go. What do you? What a musicians story you? too? Yes. Yeah, it became a, Denver became an extra stop off for tons of bands yeah. and rappers and everyone that was like, that's ah, legal. Yep. Yeah, it's interesting. That's that's good context. Well, uh, it's Friday. We're in the Westward Studios. Paul is still on vacation, but I swear he's coming back. Um, I'm joined by obviously our state politics and green chili correspondent and my homegirl who reps the North and East Side, Justine Sandoval. Hello. Hi. And then you've also heard his voice, but you should know him already. He's a sportscaster, a host for Altitude, a 32-time Emmy winner, and a proud Northsider. Vic Lombardi, welcome to the show. Great to be here. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, my gosh. Well, Vic, I wanted to talk to you because the Nuggets are doing awesome. Yep. And that's not always the case. Um, But we are the number one seed in the Western Conference Finals. For people who aren't really tuned in, what does that mean for the Nuggets? 
It means everything. Um, listen, I've been a Nuggets fan my entire life. I used to be a Nuggets ball boy. I followed the team from the get-go. This is the first time since the Nuggets entered the NBA in 1976 that they will enter the postseason, the playoffs, as the number one seed in the Western Conference. So it's never happened before, and I think it's a, a wonderful thing to get to. Now they have to finish it off. <laughs> that seems to be our problem sometimes. Yes. For sure. Justine, are you a Nuggets fan? Um, I am a hometown girl, so I root for every single Denver sports team. I'm with you. Yes. No matter what, win or lose, I am there. Um, I admit that I don't follow the Nuggets as much as like other people do. But when it's time to root for the Nuggets, I show up and I show out. <laughs> You're wearing a Nuggets Wu-Tang shirt right yes. now. So I trust so that you. that qualifies. I trust you. So um, Vic, like you were saying, this could be I mean, this could be monumental, uh, again, if they can get all the way there. If we did, if the Nuggets won, what would that mean? I have a prediction, and okay. I've made this prediction on my radio show. You know, we've seen championship parades here in Denver multiple times. Yes. We saw them with the Broncos three times. We've Just seen them recently with, with the, the abs. abs three times. Now, the Broncos parades, when I say this, consider when the Broncos parades happen. They usually happen in February when it's cold outside. Oh my so gosh. I think maybe it's limited the amount of people. The Avs parades were tremendous. Hockey and the hockey fascination in this town is grown every year. But I'm here to tell you, there is a sleepy number of basketball fans who are ready to wake up. If the Nuggets were to win the championship, it would produce the largest parade in Denver history. That is my prediction, and I guarantee it. It'll happen. So you're 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 basing this. I'm I'm hearing one on the weather. The right. weather, it'll happen if if they were to win the championship. And by the way, I'm not guaranteeing a championship. I'm guaranteed the size of the parade if it were to happen. <laughs> it, it would happen in late June. The weather would be ideal. And I think basketball is one of those sports where everybody understands the game. So yeah. even those who are peripheral fans, right? Even those who don't understand, I'm not a big Nuggets fan. Like you just mentioned it, Justine. You may not know all the players or whatnot, but basketball is basketball. It's easy to follow. If you won a championship in that sport, you would... People come out of the woodworks for that. Oh, I would love to see that. I saw this lady at a Nuggets game recently who had this satin Nuggets jacket that looked like she probably keeps it in a dry cleaning bag in the sure. closet and only brings it out. And like, those are the people I want to see. Well, parades are special. Uh, I've told people this very few times. Can you get a public display in a downtown area where it's not a protest, a boycott, something of that nature? This is everyone from every walk of life, from every political faction, every belief, every religion, and you're all gathering together outside, not protesting, you're celebrating. celebrating. And that doesn't happen too often. Sports does that. That's so, that's such a great point. Justine, am I going to see you on a fire truck or oh, the back of a Corvette or what are you what I are will you be doing? there because <laughs> if there's one thing I love is collective joy. Yes. And that's one thing growing up in Denver is like when it's sports time, there's this collective joy. Like whether it's going to like my grandpa's bar, yeah. the Bronco bar and watching games, no matter what the sport is, um, you know food, all of these things that come together, there is this like joy we find in celebrating our teams. And it's really, it's about the sport, but it's also about that collective joy. So definitely be there. And I agree. Mm -hmm. I think that it would be one of the biggest parades ever in Denver history. I just, I get so excited. I'm trying not to get too excited. Like, why should we, why should we be hesitant? What well, are, what's the Nuggets story here? There, there's a thing in, in the Nuggets culture called hashtag Nug Life. <laughs> 
<laughs> and and what that defines is if there's a, a hurdle that'll get you, the Nuggets have found it. And many times it's come in the forms of injuries in the playoffs. Other mm. times it's who they've faced in the playoffs. The Lakers have uh, have denied the Nuggets three times in the Western Conference Finals. So um, you're sort of used to not succeeding. You're sort of used to that at some point, oh, this is going to happen. Uh, and this year they've defied those odds, you know, yeah. for the first time in history, we're, we've got an MVP on this roster, a two-time most valuable player. They've never had a most valuable player. So there are things that are outside the norm. They're breaking the mold slowly, but surely, but hashtag Nug Life for anyone who's been a longtime <laughs> Nuggets fan, it lives in the subconscious and <laughs> yeah. it's still there for me. I know that much. <laughs> Nug Life. That reminds me of one time at North High School, we had one of the Nuggets players coming to give us a bunch of free tickets and they sent me to greet him and I wrote a sign that said the nugget <laughs> yeah. he was like that's me I'm the nugget so. <laughs> do you remember which nugget it was no and uh, I wish I did uh, now I'm terrible it's but okay yes, it was what era when was that? God, 2003. <laughs> down. 2003 Nuggets. Man, I, that, that, that's yeah. our, that wasn't the good times. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. 2000, you were, that's why they were giving us a pile of free say, tickets yeah. to North High School. It's probably the biggest audience they've had in a long time there, 2003. <laughs> they were bringing us in. And, they were like, let's import yeah. the audience. My husband's talked about that because he's like, now he's like a huge Nuggets fan. And now it's like, if you want to go. Good luck in a ticket. Yeah. See, I was wondering about that because as kids, like growing up being a a Rockies fan and a Nuggets fan, we used to get free tickets galore. Yes. That's a great yeah. point. That's how I grew up with it, too. When I was us. a kid, <laughs> I, I, my dad, we used to call in way back. I was a Nuggets fan in the 80s, and they used to have, at halftime, operators standing by, call in for your $2 Nuggets tickets. No. And so we would call in and go to the old McNichols Arena for McNichols. 2 bucks a game. Oh. Uh, it was a different time. Now, this year, just to give you a little um, clarity on how different it is, they sold out 31 of their 41 home games this year. The most fans ever in Nuggets history wow. uh, went in to watch the Nuggets this year. Yeah. So it's also an economic driver. We got to, you oh, know, this is a thing that the city can benefit from in so many ways if we continue to to build our fan base. Well, if people keep moving here, sure. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's what I kind of want to talk about. I Vic, I know you can't comment directly on the Altitude Comcast situation, but you've been in sports broadcasting for a long time. There's a lot of conversations about mm -hmm. how we watch television these days. Yes. Um, the situation for our own fans in this market, a lot of them can't watch their winning teams. What do you think about it all? Um, I'm going to give you the, the the viewpoint from a fan. Yes. It's shameful yeah. that a fan can't watch the hometown teams. It's shameful. Now I'm going to give you the reasons why. And I think this is where we run into trouble. And this is where I think there's a lot of, inf of misinformation out there and a lot of the blame game going on. Yeah. It is a product of a changing television model, much like the newspaper model changed, much like the radio model changed. Everything changes and it takes time. The television model is undergoing some serious technological changes. Cord cutting has led to this. Mm. And we're at a point now where... Denver is sort of the, they're the guinea pigs of the national scene because it's an independent regional sports network. It's not attached to a big conglomerate. Good point. So they can't, you know, they can bully an There's independent. A, yeah. Exactly. And what's happening the is, is the, the television future, the future of, of how you watch and how you digest television sports is going to look so different in five years than it looks right now. Mm. And that's why we are where we are. People want to say, oh, well, it's Altitude's fault sure. or it's this person's fault. 
it's the fault of a changing model. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when technology changes things, you can't blame anyone but technology. Yeah. And that's where we stand. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Um, I mean, I have to say I may or may not watch my nuggets through may or may not be legal means. Well, you know what? More power to you. I I tell people all the time, (laughs) oh, well, I stream it. Great. However you get the product. Listen, if I were in anyone's shoes, I'll give you a great example of this. My my kid in college, I went to his place a couple of years ago and uh, obviously the games are blacked out. He goes, dad, I don't understand why people are making such a big deal about these games not being seen in Denver. I go, what do you mean, dude? You can't see the games. He goes, we get every game we want. Mm-hmm. I go, well, not every kid has a house of college kids who understand how to rewire their computers and, and offer VPNs yeah, from Madagascar. I, I mean, I, I, you know, most Just people- Just reroute that game exactly through Madagascar right. and you get you your, know, local, my, your local sports team. My kid the other night watched an avalanche game. Get this. You know, he plays video games with his pals. There were 12 of them. They were playing a video game. And on one of the video screens, while they're playing the video game, they're watching the Avs games on an- illegal stream <laughs> all 12 and they got it on some discord and some of you will know what that means yes. i'm gonna feel really old but they they put it on discord and they watch the game i i heard that story with my mouth agape and that just goes to show you we in this business were going from the dinosaur ice age yeah. to the computer age in a span of five years and it's not that people don't want to watch i think that's the important part um yeah. justine how do you watch Oh, well, I call a 20-something, and I'm like, how do I stream this Canelo fight, this Nuggets game? This That's exactly how yeah. you do it. Yeah. No, seriously, that is is a thing. One thing, I'm really appreciative of your insight here, because as an outsider, I've just always seen this like Comcast altitude fight, and I sure. don't really understand the details of what's going on. I just know that it's been going on forever, and even Mayor Webb was pissed off enough to write a letter to yes. Phil Weiser about it. Like, can we watch our hometown team? So, yeah, I mean, it, it makes no sense that the people in the city cannot watch their well, team. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll leave you with this if, you know, because a lot of people want to blame uh, the ownership of the Nuggets, the the Avs, Altitude, sure, Rocky. Sure. They want to blame them and say, you know, what are you doing? Why don't you let us watch? And I'm going to I'm going to say this pretty easily. If you own a business, if you own any business. And whether the business is a community business or if you just sell trinkets on the side of the street, would you give away your product for free because you're having distribution issues? Would you give away the product for free? Because that's what people are saying. You should be giving away this product for free. Oh. It can't be given away for free, no matter what the no, it issue has, it is. Has, I mean, this is the this is the eternal conversation about streaming. The value. Yes. The value of the product. And by and large, streaming devalues the product because sure. it's too easy to access. Yeah. That's the trouble with streaming. I mean, Netflix has faced it. Every streaming product. Yeah. How many streaming platforms do you take from your relatives, from your mom and dad, from your brothers and sisters? <laughs> or How take many from passwords? Me. You know what I'm saying? Are you the dealer? I mean, yeah, I'm the dealer. Yes, Everyone's on yes, my account. We're all streaming drug dealers <laughs> in some facet. And, uh, you know, I take streams from my parents. They take streams from me. We yeah. we exchange streams. It's sure. a big, it's sure. a big black a market exchange. Yeah, but that's what a good that point. does is it takes money off the table. And I think these businesses that have been doing it one way, they haven't adjusted quickly enough. Yeah, and that's why the model is changing. So you think in in five years, maybe Colorado figures it out, and we go from being the guinea pig to the one that figured it out. Well, maybe so. I, I just think there are enough people out there, like my parents in their seventies, who. You know, if you if you ask them, 
on NFL Thursday nights. It's on Amazon now, right? Oh. And so my dad would call me all the time and say, well, how do I get this? And I'd have to walk him through it. And I'd have to physically go to the home to walk him through it. Yeah. There are a lot of people that don't know how to do that. Sure. And so streaming is not just the answer. Well, get an app. Well, what about those folks who don't know how to access yeah. an app? And what they about- still want to be sports Exactly fans. right. So- I agree. We don't take into account the technology gap yeah. for our elders enough. Like even during the pandemic, people are like, just have them order their groceries. I'm like, my grandfather doesn't even have the internet. Like <laughs> yeah, he had to tell hot. me, like he asked me if he could turn his phone off that's a great point because I do think a lot of OG Broncos fans, for instance, I mean, a lot of them are older. This is that was the team, you know sure. what I mean? That is our identifying team. Justine, your family runs a bar where people watch sports. How does that go? <laughs> I mean, yeah, um, we have basically a, a bar dedicated to the Broncos. <laughs> so like it's like Sunday religion or Thursday yeah, or sure. Monday or whatever day of the week it is. Um yeah, it's hard. I where, where is the bar? It's on 27th and Curtis Street. It's okay. called the Colorado Ticks Club. Okay. It's been there since 1956. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's basically kind of like a VFW sure. uh, licensing. So it's a private club. But I think we might have the oldest liquor license in the neighborhood now um, because all the older old bars have shut down. Yeah. I want to check that to the city, actually, because there's a, actually a lot of the old bars have shut down and we're still running. But shirts are long. <laughs> you know, we've been ha- watching sports in and out of there for years and a lot and they still take cash. So that will bring it all back. Like they uh, only take cash. I'm like sitting there with a bunch of old men, old Chicano men all the time. I'm like, look, we could so get a funny. square reader and I could bring people in here. We can make so much more money. And they're like, mm, I don't know. We don't even have Internet here. So you want to know the yeah. biggest variance when it's funny. I do a radio show with two guys and a couple of the other guys are, are younger millennials. And and you want to tell the difference between the old and young? We say, pull out your wallet. How much cash are you carrying? And I come from the cash era. I always carry cash. I don't I don't yeah. know why. I don't even use it. I just yeah. carry it. Yeah. I carry yeah. cash in my wallet I everywhere that I go. Same. That's a really good I have a lot of cash right now in my wallet only because I bartended at the Ticks Club a few weeks ago and I left with cash tips. <laughs> but yeah, so if we go to streaming, I'm going to have to go and remodel the entire Ticks Club <laughs> and get Wi-Fi because there'll be no way for like all of these old viejitos and viejitas to watch the game. Yeah. And that's important. Well, thank you guys both for this conversation. I think it's it's really important to have that nuance, Vic. Like the 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 thing we're actually facing is this shifting yeah. how we do things, how we watch. And I don't know. I just hope we figure it out because I have a two-year-old. He has already been indoctrinated yeah. into the nuggets. Again, it's shameful for those kids who haven't yeah. been able to enjoy totally. the glory years of both the nuggets and the Avs. You you can't stress enough. We have two teams. One is the number one seed. The other one is the defending Stanley Cup champion. And they've been off the yeah. majority of televisions in Metro Denver for the last How four years. How do we years. raise our next generation? That is unbelievable Denver to me. And as a Denver native, I can't believe it. This but is I a also, cultural issue. Yes. I also understand that we, no one is blameless and no one is all to blame. Yeah. It is a problem, a systematic problem. Yeah. Not one, not one problem. It's many problems. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with something else. And we're back. Um, you both, this has kind of already come up. You both grew up on the north side. So, where'd I, you grow up, Justine? 35th and Lowell. 
Oh, man, we are neighbors. <laughs> really? Yeah, my parents are still there. Oh. I call them the last Chicanos on the block. <laughs> my parents are still the last Italians on the block. I, my see, parents are on 43rd and Perry, right near that area. Oh so my not goodness, too far at all. They are neighbors. Yeah. We've got the Chicano side. We've yeah. got the Italian side. This well, is the I story of the Denver. North side. Exactly right. I lived in North Denver when it was all Italian and all Chicano. Yeah. My best friends were Mexican. Yeah. I mean, and we, you know, back then... You didn't ride your bike at night. It was a little different, right? Yeah. It, there was things going. Now they give you a bike. Now you, you want you need a bike. I had four bikes stolen a week once when I was in the summer. Now you want a bike? There's bikes for you to, to, to take home. This is the conversation. It's changed quite a bit, but I think that there's some some pieces and components of the community that are still there. And I wondered for each of you, is there a restaurant that you go to that's still open or that is new and still has that vibe that you love that's really a north side place to you? I'll start because I am the worst person <laughs> to ask that question to. Oh. I grew up in a household where we never ate out. Oh. It was like taboo. We never ate out. If we ate out, we went to Burger King and got a chicken sandwich <laughs> and that was it. Or we'd go to the occasional Casa Bonita where my sister worked and we'd get free sopapillas. But we would, my, my dad would bring home a Chubby's burrito every once in a while. Every meal to this day, in fact, when I'm done with this, this podcast, <laughs> I'm going to my mom and dad's house. And my brothers will meet me there. We eat every day at one o'clock in my mom's house every day. Oh. And we've done that our entire lives. Really? And, oh, yeah. Every single day we eat there. And there's just, it's just a sort of an unknown family and eating go hand in hand mm -hmm. with, mm -hmm. with us. So we yeah. don't eat out. Like my wife loves to eat out. I'm not an eat out kind of guy. I'm just, I don't know why. It's weird. So if you really want the Northside experience, you have to go to Vic Lombardi's parents' house That's, at one o'clock. Yeah. No, seriously. I think, I think one of the things I miss most about the North Side is the uh, Italian Chicano dynamic of like this family, like eating together yeah. and being together. I mean, it was all about family. Yeah. And in those days, too, you like lived here and then your aunt or uncle lived down the street and like everyone was, was there. In walking distance. Yeah. I think Chubbies will always be. I know. I was for like, me. I, I know mean, you're a diehard Chubbies gal. I oh, do. so is my dad. <laughs> can't hang yeah. i my digestive system yeah. cannot hang and chubby i mean chubby's has its issues but i'm still always there oh. yeah. back in the old days before it got a little crazy my, my dad worked at burlington northern railroad and he was office well not office he worked on the railroad tracks by 38th right on the underpass and he'd stop by chubby's the original yeah and come home with all those burritos and we looked forward to that day and, and the tamales in that area um your last name is sandoval correct any relation to the Councilwoman Sandoval? No. I'm very close with those Sandovals. Okay. And the Tamale Sandovals. <laughs> and, but my grandmother is Anna Marie Sandoval, which the school on 35th and Zunai. Yeah. Academia after. Anna Marie Sandoval is named after my grandmother. I got gotcha. you. So, but we're a bunch of Sandovals <laughs> yeah. in Denver. Because the Sandovals own the Tamale shop right by Holy Casita, Family. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. where we, oh, yeah, Las, Las, we oh. would eat there after school every day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Every day. Remember the old La Casita 44th? Yes. Yes. Two right across the street from the Oriental uh, Theater? Yeah, that's exactly the one. Yeah. That's the one I'm talking oh, yeah. about. We used to go yeah. there all the time. Now it's a big old massive apartment. Don't get right. me started on this. We'll oh, get into that later. With the meters on the outside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can it's picture that building. That, well, I'd be like, that why would you put the, the meters toward the street? <laughs> um, I mean, I would like to give my shout out to Lechugas. Um, I know a new family purchased it a couple years ago. They kept the recipes the same. My only complaint is they closed the bar. What? I didn't know. I know that they walled the bar off. Huh. It's only takeout now. Interesting. And like that was my favorite bar to eat in. Same. You could and sit was, by your nuggets wall or, or your, your Broncos, Broncos wall or your Broncos wall. wall. Yeah. 
It was great. It was great. But I I don't know. You know, I think the pandemic was a, a tough time, obviously, for everybody. So the food is still amazing at Lechugas. You just you just can't go in there. Um, maybe, okay, outside of food, is there a place in the neighborhood that you still go that's not your family's home, but maybe like La Raza Park or just some place that you go to feel like your home? I love the parks. You just mentioned that. Um, when I go to my mom's after eating all that food, I usually go jog it off around Rocky Mountain Park. Oh yeah, or Berkeley Park. Those are those are two precious parks, and I and I really love the fact that the city kept those intact and actually added to them. Yeah, those I grew are up nice in those parks. parks. I grew up in all those parks in that area, and and they're beautiful to behold today. I think they're actually better today. I mean, the way they've put paths in there now. And, oh yeah. Um. So th- those are the places where you know my my childhood was born. Uh, there are a lot of different smaller parks within the North Denver limits that are, have changed over the years. But speaking of parks, because it used to be an, an amusement park, Elitches right. used to be right. a park. <laughs> and, I, and I worked at Elitches. Oh, you uh, did? Yeah, I, I worked in the games department there oh. for three years when I was making three ten an hour, thinking I was the richest man in North Denver. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that's really, uh, it was such a different type of situation than it is now, because now it's more about Let's amuse them with as many rides as we can. Back then, you, you stroll around and that didn't have to beautiful. even go on a ride to enjoy the park. Oh, the the trees, just the. Sure. I mean, it started as a garden. Sure. I oh mean, yeah, no one. The old Illiches. I was in the very last era of that, and I don't think anyone understands how epic it was to have like amusement park in, in your, your neighborhood. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That was like you could hear people screaming on I'm the roller coaster. I on could the hear it at night. We lived so close. We lived eight blocks away. I could hear conversations. Yeah, Same. they used oh, to. Yeah. Speaking of free tickets. They used to send free tickets to people in the neighborhood to go once a year. Totally. And it was like the thrill. We used to ride our bikes. And then there was that wall and they had a mural with the big yeah, along, happy sun. Along 38th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we would go as kids and like try to look over the wall <laughs> until we got our free tickets. That <sighs> And so all of that area, Tennyson Street still to me is very yeah, near. Yeah, I used to go to Even though it's over there. changed a lot. Well, if you, if you went in a coma, if, if 1985 <laughs> Vic went comatose, and woke up today and and strode down Tennyson. I'd go, where in the hell am I? <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> I is. remember taking music lessons at Fletcher Hinton. Yeah. Um, going to play pool at the queue as a kid, the little mom and pop diners that were there. You know, Tennyson is, a, that was one of the places, Tennyson and 32nd Street were mm-hmm. the areas that our parents first let us go, like, as little preteens to explore. they're like the commercial blocks. Yeah, yeah. And do those things. Yeah. And so now to see him, I mean, now it's based like 24-hour fitness, <laughs> coffee shop block. It's so different. Yeah, it is But different. those places and Illich, yeah. all Illiches are Illiches. iconic. You know, it, it, it's good and bad. And yeah, I was having this conversation sure. with my parents because I'm not anti-growth. or I, I love the fact that people want to move to my city. I love the fact that people cherish this area just like I did growing up. Yeah. Um, it's sad to see some of the changes, but then it's also exciting at the same time. I remember sitting with my my mom and dad one day and I said, man, this place has changed so much. And they go, we knew it changed. We knew the moment it changed when we saw so many people walking dogs. In oh this my area. God. <laughs> because yeah. in North Denver growing up, yeah. no one owned a pet. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember owning, I mean, I didn't ever see pets. Yeah. I had a goat once. We ate it for Easter. <laughs> 
We used to have to feed that goat. You, you're talking yeah. about craziness. We were the only family in North Denver that owned a goat that was later eaten, <laughs> not to mention rabbits. But but it, and then all of a sudden, years later, you walk around and people are walk, walking their dogs. They're walking they, their kids. It's, yeah, exactly it's cool. right. Strollers. Yeah. And, and I find it, you know, I'll spend many a nights uh, on the porch of my parents' house just interacting with folks. Talking to people. It's just different, man. Yeah. It's good and bad. You, you reminisce and miss the old days, but you're also understanding that this is good for the city and the area. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you guys have any advice for someone who maybe is new to the neighborhood or something that you hope Get that rich. they appreciate? <laughs> Seriously, Get the north rich. side is you rich as hell. There's no way on hell our forefathers <laughs> are. So there's no way my parents, your parents, anyone could afford to live there if yeah, they came that today. Is the my no parents bought their house part. for $50,000 in 1985. Yeah. As much as we miss the things that really made Denver Denver to us, it it's grown and it's become a, a better, a better place. And there's more opportunities. I think about even for jobs, our market now is hotter than it ever in terms of like, we don't, we don't have to go somewhere else to do the job yes. we want to do. Yeah. I right? would explain it. It's a much more vibrant city. Yeah. I remember growing up and maybe it's because we, we lived a very thrifty life. I always felt, God, we live in a poor city. What the hell's wrong with this? <laughs> I remember feeling I, honest, the, honest the desolation <laughs> and like some, you know, after dark, like you wouldn't see Anyone. Like we were no, one yeah, of the last. Know? North Denver was one of the last places to get cable television. Like we never had ESPN. I was a big sports fan, and I was so mad. Like my my <laughs> friends on the east side or south, they didn't have cable. I'm like, why? What the hell's going on? What What did but we now, do? Now, yeah. yeah, but we've grown, and I think that's that's something that's really important for us to remember. Yeah, it's hard. It's I live also, in this... we wouldn't still be here if it wasn't great. No, right? exactly. I live in this emotional <laughs> conundrum all the time because, yeah. like Vic said, I'm happy to see my city grow. I think people should be able to move where they want to move and come into our neighborhoods. Yeah. One thing that I just want, I think it could be kind of the developer side that came in and created these neighborhoods, air quotes. And the changing neighborhoods. Don't, don't I, I know I was me. like, but, I've seen Vic go off on Twitter about I the names. I think mostly it's like, <laughs> come into a neighborhood and know the history, know the community yeah. and be a part of it. And that's what's yeah. important to me. Because yeah. I can't be a hypocrite because I'm still here and I like bougie brunch. I do. So I do love, I, I love exactly those right. new things here. And I like going to get a nice margarita yes. at night on a nice little place off of Tennessee. But You're I exactly also right. want to go home and stop at the tortilla place that's run by the OG lady yeah. or the Italian restaurant that's been there forever. Uh, I forgot to mention Subway Tavern. Oh, I've sure. been thinking about them. Mm. RIP, one of my favorite places. But you know, those play that mix income, mixed diversity communities mm -hmm. is what I want. And I think a lot of that's been lost. And that's where I have the trauma the that struggle. I can't deal with. For those of us who see that that change and, you know, there's different words for it, right? The, the yeah. gentrification is sure. the word. And some people use gentrification as an evil word. I don't think it's necessarily evil. I think it just happens. It's, it's a byproduct of Again, people want to live here. And right. We have to remember shift that. Around. People right. shift around. And that's what happened. Yeah. And we just happened to and here we be are. here. And here we are. Um, by the way, you could tell most natives, like I'm get I get asked this question all the time. And okay. I'll ask you, uh, Justine. You grew up here, right? Did oh, you yeah. grow up here, Brie? I did. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys ski? No. No. <laughs> That's so funny. I can't stand skiing. And yeah. people ask me all the time, well, you're in sports. Why don't you ski? I didn't have money to ski I as know. a kid. Yeah. You think I can go up to my mom and dad, hey, give me 50 bucks to go, 50 bucks? Are you crazy? To go where? To the mountains? Yeah. You're going to go all the way to the mountains and you're going to go down a hill? And I got to buy all this stuff for it? No. 
That wasn't part of the equation. Yeah. If you're from North Denver and a North Denver native, you didn't ski no, growing right, up. Right. No, but that we is a really lot of funny time outdoors. We like we went hunting, camping, fishing, all free, the time. Free, stuff. free. Yeah. Yeah. public land camping. But I'm skiing, not I got sent to, get to cold. play in the creek and then come back when it's dark. No, <laughs> like, it's winter. That's when we stay in Denver. Yeah. And then by June, we're back out so living it up in the mountains. If we wanted to spell anything, it's that not all folks that grew up here. Ski. That's no. weird. That's just stuff. A- <laughs> In fact, I would say the percentage of ultra natives who don't ski is higher than many think. Trust me. On I that. agree. Uh, well, this was so fun, you guys. Before we go, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have some events for you all listening to think about doing this weekend. <laughs> What's up, weather fam? Rain or shine, I'm Andy Stein here with your CityCast Denver weather forecast for this weekend. Hey, we had some record heat this past week. We hit 85 degrees on Tuesday and Wednesday. That's about 25 degrees above normal for this time of the year. Obviously, we're not anywhere close to that today with a lot of cloudy weather, cool weather, damp, rain showers and snow showers around. Snow showers really staying confined to above 6,000, 6,500 feet. It's just a little too warm out there, but we could see that lower. We're talking about maybe a slushy inch or two of accumulation by Saturday morning in the Denver Metro. We could see more than that in the foothills and the Palmer Divide near Castle Rock. But overall, we're not looking at a huge storm. If we get a little bit colder air, we could be talking about several more impacts, but again, not anything major. We're clearing out Saturday night into Sunday. Sunday looking beautiful with temperatures back to around normal in the low to mid 60s with sunny skies. So that is my choice to get outside and enjoy some of what Denver has to offer this weekend. We're back with our event recs for the weekend. We have Adrian Gonzalez, our newsletter editor, and... We have our returning newsletter editor for the first time on mic since she had her baby, Peyton Garcia. Welcome back. Hey, everybody. <laughs> so good to be back. We're so glad to have you back. Thank you. Also, I will. we can say this. Adrian's not going anywhere. He's not going to be working always with Denver, but he's staying within the CityCast network. So we got a little extra bonus today, which is awesome. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. So happy to be at the... Well, to be staying on full time and to have Peyton yeah. back, I'm, I miss her newsletters. I know. I, I love that you guys are both here. So what are you recommending for us this weekend? What do we got? All right. I'll go first. Um, Brie, this one, <laughs> looking directly at you for this one. Uh, this one's not in Denver. You have to make a little bit of a drive. But to mine and Brie's favorite oh. mountain town of Estes, Estes Park, Park. We love Estes. Because they are doing Bigfoot Days. <gasps> Um, I have always wanted to go. It What's... seems like it's just a bunch of fun nonsense. It's a, There's a dinner on Friday night, and then tomorrow it's a full day um, festival in the park, the city's park. And they just do a bunch of silly stuff, like a Bigfoot calling contest. Then they have like a bunch of people share their Bigfoot sighting stories. And um, there's food and live music and just all sorts of silly stuff. It's just a great excuse to get up to Estes. It's a great time of it's year It's not a bad there. drive either. No. We both have done it a million times. No. It's pretty easy. So okay. that's my first rec. Adrian, I'll let you take the next one. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> You know, Vic, I, I since you were here, I was going to pick a Nuggets game. We still yeah. haven't. I, I know they're playing tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and do we have a, a person to play with? No, the, like, there's we no, don't have a we team don't know yet. the opponent yet. All right. So no. that's oh. the unof- yeah. unofficial, unofficial. Yeah. But in town is the Denver Auto Show this week. Fun. Fun. If you're a mm-hmm. lover of cars, do you guys enjoy cars, motorcycles, any of that? I like driving them. Yeah. <laughs> 
Really? That's my least favorite part. I have a Vespa. Oh, I got to see this Vespa. Well, the cool thing is that they have scooters. It's not just cars and cool like concept cars, but they have scooters. They have mobility stuff, buses, just about everything you can imagine. Cool. Where's that? That's at the convention center. It runs through Sunday, April 16th. All right. I haven't been to the convention center in a while. An option. What else? Okay. Back in town at Zeppelin Station, they're doing a swap and sip, which is... um, you go and there's all these vendors, food and drink vendors at Zeppelin Station, obviously, but it, you either buy tickets for $10 or you bring a bag of clothes that you want to donate. And it's just, if you've never done a swap event, it's where everyone brings all these clothes that they don't want anymore and you kind of lay them out and display them and you take what you want. So you're getting rid of your clothes and you're taking other people's old clothes. Um, so you can either go and just shop if you want to like upcycle some old clothes or you can bring your clothes and trade them in and you know browse get a cocktail I should do that i got about yeah. four giant tupperwares full of thrifty. clothes thrifty. <laughs> thrifty. yes yeah. thrifting it's yeah. the, it's how the kids yeah. these days are it's like that's called yeah. thrifting yeah, yeah. That's actually, like, my kids always tell me they're thrifting i go what <laughs> yes i got going to the segunda yeah yeah <laughs> you know you know what's gone that used to be very very prevalent in denver back in the day the uh the old flea markets I used oh to yeah love there's one still by my house yeah my mom and dad, my grandpa used to take me to the flea market, man. <laughs> I do love a the good best. flea market. The best. Many a childhood Saturday, Sundays at the Mile High the mile Market. Yeah. Oh, love that place. <laughs> All right, what's our last choice? All right, for the last one, since I'm, I'm leaving y'all, I'm going to cheat and give you two different film festivals that are happening this weekend. We have Ooh. My Old Stomping Grounds, the Woman Plus Film Festival. It's in its 14th the, year, I believe. At the sea. There's Center. some great stuff that's coming out of Sundance that's in this festival. I uh, highly recommend the documentary Black Barbie. Go check it out. The second one is happening at Su Teatro. It is Chican Indie this oh, weekend. Oh, yeah. Chican Indie this Sunday. weekend. Uh, so kicked off yesterday. It's going through Sunday. Uh, my homie Raul uh, Pastrana has a, a documentary on our on our friend Alejandro Jimenez, uh, the poet immigrant. Oh, cool. So if you're into movies, go check I'm out all I'm such a Su Teatro stan. I will do anything they have going on there. So we've got Bigfoot Days in Estes Park, the Denver Auto Show at the Convention Center, the Swap and Sip at Zeppelin Station, and then we've got the Women Plus Film Festival at the Sea or the Su Teatro Cheeks and Indie Festival. What are we? What are you guys feeling like doing this weekend? Well, as a Colorado hippie and a big fan <laughs> of Frozen Dead Guy Days, I'm going to say Bigfoot Days <laughs> sounds really pretty enticing you. to me. Okay. But if I don't want to spend the gas money to go up to Estes Park, definitely one of the film festivals. Mm-hmm. Okay. I usually do on the weekends whatever my wife wants me to do. <laughs> and I guarantee she would really be into the Estes Park uh, thing oh. because she loves going there. She goes there yeah. with her girlfriends all the time. I'm sort of a homebody, but uh, I go wherever my wife goes. <laughs> I, You know I love Estes yeah, Park. I knew Let's I'd win Brie with that one. Let's go to Estes, guys. That's our official CityCast Denver maybe of the weekend, as in maybe you will see us there up in Estes Park. Uh, Justine Sandoval, Vic Lombardi, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. What a walk down memory lane. It's so fun to talk to you all. Thank you so much. This was great. And Adrian and, and Peyton, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. I'm your host, Bree Davies. Our producers this week were Lizzie Goldsmith and Aaron O'Toole. 
Peyton Garcia and Adrian Gonzalez write our morning newsletter. Our music is by Los Mocachetes with additional mixing by Tyler Lindgren. If you haven't already, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CityCast Denver and tell a friend about us next time you see them. You can sign up for our daily newsletter, Hey Denver, by texting Denver to 66866 and learn more about us at denver.citycast.fm. See you later. Yeah, what does go- Stan mean? I hear that all the time. <laughs> no, no, I'm sure. What does that mean? I'm a super fan. I'm a big fan. So why they call it Stan? I think it originates from the Eminem song about a super fan that he had named Stan. Oh, every time I, I <laughs> every time I see that, I'm like, I know, I know what it means, but I don't know what it means. Yes, like, thank you, thank you for asking, Vic, I, because as the resident eighty year old trapped in a thirty year old's body, <laughs> yeah. you didn't know. Either. I've just been pretending. <laughs> Me too. To know what that I, means. You know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you pretend. I'm sick of pretending. I'm yeah. gonna ask questions from now. I don't on. know what it was. Thank I meant you. I stand for them. That's what I thought. <laughs> That's what I thought. Stand. I thought they were just too lazy I'm like, to I add stand the D for you. <laughs> 